You're listening to a This Day original podcast. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of Cine Samosa. Today I'm in conversation with Swapnil Narendra, screenwriter, writer and podcaster. In this episode we talk about horror in Bollywood and more specifically the Ramsey brothers. Swapnil is a bit of horror expert himself and hosts the Bhootproof podcast as well as the Aavir Bhav podcast. I hope you enjoy this conversation and remember darna zaruri hai. Hi Swapnil, how are you? I'm good, Balaji sir. How about you? How are you doing? Yeah, I mean at this time of the night uh, this is the right time to be, right? It's raining outside. It's windy, right? I can hear the gushing of the dry leaves. And uh, you know when I was walking on the road, I thought I could see a large loping figure uh, and ambling along and uh, yeah, it's a pretty nice time to speak. Or <laughs> perhaps there is someone in your room right now behind you. I can't see anyone, but I can sense someone in the room. I don't know. Uh, beautiful. So what are we going to talk about tonight? Let's talk about the natural with a super before that. <laughs> Naturals which are super. I would love to do that. Yeah. Because it's 10 p.m. now, right? Yes. It's a beautiful time. Uh, you know, when I was in Chennai about 10 years back, I went to watch this movie Conjuring. Tickets were available for the matinee show. but i booked tickets for the night show and uh, yeah it got over at about 12:30 and i loved walking back home all alone from the theater to my place right yeah it was a great feeling about it nice decision <laughs> good so when we talk about the supernatural and that to in bollywood which is that one family that comes to name which is that one family we don't love to discuss Well, it's like they are almost the royals mm. of Bollywood horror. Yeah, and it's undoubtedly the Ramsey family. Right. right. I think uh, their name is now eponymous to horror. I mean, you say Ramsey in India, and nobody is going to think about anything else, any other business. They instantly right. think about horror films. Correct. Ramsey. What the full name actually? Oh, uh, their uh, original surname was Ram Singhani. Uh, right. They used to live in Karachi, where Fateh Chand Uttam Chand Ramse, mm. or as they lovingly call him, F U Ramse, which mm. I really found amusing. Yeah, as a radio engineer there, so after mm. the partition, they moved to Bombay from Karachi. Right. And uh, as the radio business was changing, F U Ramse changed his profession and tried becoming a garment dealer. But he was also interested in the movie business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Their, uh, their real surname was uh, Ram Singhani. Ram Singh. It was shortened to benefit their British clientele. Uh, right, right. Just the way Sipahi Malani was shortened to PCP. Yes, yes. Right, 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 right. Tell, tell me. Uh, they say that Ek Do Zameen, Do Gaz Zameen ke niche, which was Ramsey's first film in 1972. They say that was the first horror movie in Bollywood. Is that true? I don't know. I mean, I I I can't believe that for the forty years that it had been in existence, from the time that talkies started, say nineteen thirty one, for forty one years nobody had thought of making a ghost movie. 
is it true or is it just one of those urgent legends well i think uh, as far as i know uh, this is a fact because uh, nobody had ever thought about making a horror film in bollywood because uh, in india cinema is uh, mostly about escapism so why would you go to a theater to get scared and uh, even the ram says you know we're not sure about it initially they had this idea after one of their films called ek nanni munni ladki had a small sequence where prathiraj kapoor puts on a mask a scary mask mm-hmm. and after they saw the reaction in the theater ramse is uh, the ramse brothers you know convinced their father mm-hmm. that let us make a film that is all horror okay 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 so which means madhumati wouldn't qualify right madhumati was a ghost story the last piece that ghost comes in in the end yeah but that's not horror right but technically yes it is horror but again uh, how do you see it like when you uh, when you start watching dogar zameen ke niche it's horror from the get go mm. you know you you know you were in different kind of a setup mm. madhumati madhumati had all the you know uh, all the ta- all the signs of a typical hindi film at that time yeah it's only at the end you realize okay what has been happening but uh, in dogar zameen ke niche you knew what you were going to get in the theater and still correct. people went and that was a gamble i think that paid off correct 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 because uh, you know we can talk about supernatural but horror is horror horror is a different genre supernatural yes, yes. that may have been for example the tarzan and king kong right those i mean there's no king kong right so but uh, those are maybe the like, typically talash is also a horror film like technically talash is also a horror film but it's not like horror horror right mm. it's more of a thriller where uh, a policeman is uh, you know trying to solve a murder case got it and you realize oh there was a ghost all along all along so doga zameen ke niche worked okay and uh, yes. one part of it was definitely the novelty factor we had never seen anything like it yes okay uh what else was it was it the speed of production or the or the fact that you know it catered to a much bigger audience it wasn't a metro it wasn't a metro sort of a movie what as because you know i'll tell you somewhere the horror thing is considered a b grade did ramse people go and do it to themselves that they branded themselves what if they had got a good producer if they had a great idea i'm just sitting here and thinking why they couldn't have gone to a big producer sold them this idea and got some leading actors in because right from the get go they had been branded as b grade because they were picking up artists which came cheap and easy do you think strategically they made a mistake in in not getting the big names i don't think it was a mistake i think uh, it was a stepping stone because initially they were making they were making you know uh, regular movies they made a shahid e azam a movie called shahid e azam bhakat singh it did not fare well and then they made a few more and only after ek nanni munni ladki uh, the ramse brothers you know convinced their father that you know we can try making a movie where we have monsters where we have goats and ghouls and you know all the shebang uh f u ramse was not initially convinced but the you know uh, sons kept persisting and finally they won so they were giving a show string budget right father was like i have i'm going to give you this much of amount do whatever you can mm. and that was their problem 
so they they would not hire a a big star or you know even a, a big music producer for their film right they had to make do what what they had and there were stories ready made available you know the count dracula from the hammer movies all that so there were stories available just that nobody yes, thought of yes 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 and there's one more interesting thing that sham ramse you know said in one of his interviews that we also decided to combine sex with horror and he said he said and this is i think one of the uh, factors that made them you know get the b grade tag because they, he he said that we did it after much deliberation it was not like uh, they thought oh sex a sex scene would be good they did it after much deliberation and he called it a sensible idea mm. why because he said i don't know uh, how much i agree with this but he said that you using a sex scene in a horror film was a relief for the audience or even a comedy for that matter yeah yeah, yeah. but they went with sex all of those all of their films have all these you know sleazy scenes mm-hmm. where with the ladies in in the bathroom or in a yeah. bathtub or you know uh, deep neck cleavages or whatever right right it was a deliberate decision they they mm-hmm. did that after much thinking and that is what i think uh, got them the b grade tag yes see once see bollywood is very clear about it once the it, it's based on the star cast right yeah, yeah. depends on who's acting in the film uh if there are well known faces and saleable faces becomes an a grade otherwise it's a b grade it it's not uh, uh, unfortunately it's not based on the quality of films right i i agree i agree yes right for example they come amita bachchan vinod khanna away from they come amita bachchan away from kuli right yes it becomes a c grade movie right in terms of quality kuli is a c grade film yes right so i think that's there, there are many other movies as well where you have these big artists and you can clearly see that they did not have that much budget and uh, the production quality is lacking somehow and i think uh, hemant birje yeah was a victim to this because his first from tarzan did wonders and uh, you know people were really eager to work with him but after uh, the ramses used him mm. and he still uh, you know is a little miffed about this uh, with the ramses that after he worked with ramses everybody approached him with the similar kind of roles and he was tagged as a b grade actor see he has to take it he has to be self introspective about it was he a good actor I didn't see a trace of emotion in his face in Tarzan, right? Or maybe I was not watching his face uh, closely enough. There were other distractions in the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. What other role could he have played? What other role? See, for example, Ajay Agarwal is very gracious. He's saying, I just did those movies, didn't work, so I went back to civil engineering, right? <laughs> he was yeah. gracious. Uh, but then this guy was, you know, it's like wanted to have your cake and eat it too who else was going to hire him what other roles could he have fitted in it's a it's a similar case that you know happened to shar saxena right mm-hmm. he was tagged as a baddie that right. he'll just come and get beaten up by the hero correct 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 and uh, so uh, now tell me doga zameen ke niche was really not that monster monsters sort of thing it was more of a supernatural right yeah. in the amana yeah. there was no real okay maybe there was a ghost but it was not that monster sort of it was not that ajay agarwal sort of a thing right <laughs> it was not it was not the human that came later that came later i think yeah. that came with andhera i think that yeah. came with andhera right 
or Veerana, one of the two. And I'm just Veerana also didn't have monsters. It had a woman who was who used to turn into a chudel. And then who she would go around uh, lure some you know young people to her and kill them. So I think uh, the other one is uh, a better contender for a monster film. <laughs> right, 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 right. Because Ajay Agarwal, I think, came in only in as late as what your uh, was it in Purana Mandir? Was it the first movie that he came? I'm not too sure about uh, which one is, is his debut film with Ram Sales. Okay, okay. Anyway, and I'm just wondering, how come Dara Singh never got a chance to act with the Ram Sales? I've always been... Dara Singh was too pious, too sacrosanct. Uh, playing the Hanu, Hanuman, Mahabali Hanuman. Yeah, I mean, you take Arun Govil's example. Uh, and Dara Singh, was, I don't think Dara Singh was ever going to do such kind of roles. Correct. He couldn't play the monster. Even Vindu Dara Singh didn't, you know, uh, had the guts to mm. go against his father's legacy. Now, just coming to a slightly different point, somehow they've always had this love-hate feeling. For example, Monish Bayal, right? Huh. He has said that, you know, he said that, yeah, this brand killed me. Acting for the Ramses killed me. Okay, because then he could never play a hero once again. He could never get into that because they are so com- compartmentalized that none of those could ever get into the a- A-listers. Monish Bell got in because, you know, he was playing the hero's brother-in-law or something like that in, in your hack-on and all that. But apart from that, okay, see, Aarti Gupta, her career got over. She never, she was never, or Jasmine, right? They were never able to make it into the A-listers. It somehow had the thappa and that's it, you're finished. Yeah, that, that's the problem with the B-grade films, you know? But these guys were like the superstars of the B-grade. They were like the cottage industry which made a lot of money, right? Exactly. I mean, Ramsey films were uh, typically called the Tiffin uh, Box films. Yeah. Tiffin Box Productions, yeah. Correct. Tiffin Box Productions. In fact, in fact, they would. In fact, they said, uh, no stars, no cars. Yes. Right? You got yes. <laughs> and uh, this guy said that in Mahabaleshwar, there are 35 shooting spots. Ha. Huh. 35 spots and they would shoot there. There is a Haveli, there is a there is a Makwara, there is there is that there is a church, there is a mandir, there is a rooftop, I mean there is a cliff, there is the swirling mist, everything is there. Everything was fixed. Okay, we are gonna I mean everything was uh, predetermined where they're gonna shoot. It doesn't matter what the story was. It didn't matter. And and there was no production cost because everything was on location. Yes. And they could shoot during the day. They would put those blue filters and make it the night time. Ha. Right. And uh, the, no date hassles because these guys, actors were just... <laughs> they, they had no problem. They had non-date to have. But Mahabaleshwar, you stop there, tell them, Ana, ajao, tell the car, <laughs> right, It was that sort of a cast, so no date hassle. They could finish the whole thing in 40 days. That was the thing, na. In the daytime, they would shoot. In the nighttime, they would have these experiences where they saw or experienced, you know, paranormal entities. Yeah, yeah. It would give them ideas for their next stories. Correct, correct. You know, it's it's... I think history has been a bit unfair to Ramsey because if you look at A-grade listers, product, producers and directors who have acted in A or who have directed A-grade movies, they have also made horror movies, but they never got branded. For example, Ravikant Nagai, she made this movie called Jadu Tona. Oh. Right. Right. Now, that hardly finds mention anywhere, though it was a direct takeoff from The Exorcist. The head turning around and everything. So, somewhere... Ravikant Nagaj, who did, you know, trashy movies like your Mary Jeevan Sathi and all that, mm-hmm. right? With Rajesh Khanna and Tanuja, Adi Barman music and all, he was the one who made this Jadu Tona. But then, 
once it maybe tells me that at the start of your career if you have got into a grade you get listed there at the start of your career if you start with a b grade then you are listed there it it all depends on where you start from that's what it seems to suggest to me i think uh, i mean both you and i are in this industry i'm a screenwriter mm. and you know a lot about this industry so we both know then the people you start working with they decide who you're going to meet next in a way and that is how you get tagged okay you start working with an a lister they're only going to introduce you to other a listers and if you start working with a b or c grade uh, you know fraternity the a grade people who are technical who are you know uh, who consider themselves so pious and are always on a high horse they look down upon you And why should we work with this person? Sure, because he's got branded as a yeah, like Medal. You know, it's ah ha ha. Why, why, why? So you know, unfortunately, people like Arthi Gupta, who was supposed to be very good-looking and uh, you know slim and tall and all that, but and and she was of she in in another world, she also belonged to the same world as Parveen Babi and Zeena Tamasha. She was a model turned actor, right? Andre, uh, if you talk about uh, Jasmine from Virana, she was, you know, the bell of the ball at that time when the movie was released, and she she suddenly disappeared. She just vanished. Yeah. Now this industry can be cruel, actually. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and and who are the regular players in their their Ramsey films? You had Rajendranath, right? You had Jagdeep. Ha. Okay. You had Prem Chopra. You had. Even- even kulbhushan kharbanda did like uh, three or four films with them but these were also you know not really the top notch actors and rajendranath in the 80s how much work did he really have right apart from the odd nasirusen movie they didn't have much of work so they said okay this is more of a retirement plan for us so we'll pick up see there are those actors who say we'll pick up whatever comes our way yes right but it's the lead cast that has to worry about where they are going and whom they are seen with what company they are seen with but ramses never had to worry about that ramses were anyway they said we we'll, we we'll live with the b grade right we yeah, are they they, they, they wore it like a badge they wore it like a badge <laughs> uh, in fact uh, that's something i like about ramses they never claimed that they were making classics correct correct they never shied away from the keech quality of their content right they were like this is what we are going to make this is what we are going to get what you are going to get correct but strangely the film telephone is an outlier look at the cast shatrughan sinha parveen babi as well ye prakash mehra movie right okay the rajpusla film yeah but the thing is that you know uh, it, it it's it also happens these days you see somebody uh, making a lot of money mm. uh, you know making a, a specific kind of content and you say yaar ye to mai bhi kar sakta hu even i can do this and uh, you see oh these are taking these nameless faceless actors i'll cast big ones correct but will it work <laughs> nobody knows correct and parveen babi in 84 i don't know how her mental health was i don't know whether she was in a position to be able to really think through clearly what she was acting in because she was ill those days right Even, I mean, despite the mental health uh, angle, I think uh, a lot of actors. Uh, I'm not just calling Parveen Bobby out. A lot of actors, like you said, Rajinder Nath and even Satyendra Kapoor. Mm-hmm. I don't think they had much choice. No, they had to say Imtiaz Khan. No choice. Ah, no choice. They had to. Or you know, who's going to pay the bills? Who's going to pay the bills? 
For example, if you look at it, uh, there was this movie called Apne by Dharmendra. Oh right? yes, yes, yes. With both his sons. So in an interview before that, someone asked him, "Why are you doing these small roles in the week?" He said, "Camera se dur nahi raha gaya mujhse." So one, you do it for money, or for the fact that you've just got to be in front of the camera, right? Without that, the life seems incomplete. And actually, if you look at it, take another example, Dada Kondke. Yeah, right? yeah. He is like the comic version of Ramses. Yes. Vulgar jokes, double meanings, and same thing. All the heaving bosoms, and you know, close-up shots, and you know, all those things are there, and plus thrown in, you know, all those dialogues and you know, the, the comedy. But he is one of the best sellers in your what do you say in in the non-metro places in Maharashtra, even in metro places. I mean, uh, I have friends from the film industry, from the film fraternity, who worship Dada Konke, including myself. Mm-hmm. I think he was a genius. He did something, you know. He did something which nobody could dare do otherwise. Yes. Actually, if you look at it, it all comes down to separation at the budget level. I don't see Dada Konke very different from Anuvan Desai. Okay. If you look at films like Venkat Jam plus Narasimhati, or uh, sorry, I'm, I'm I'm sounding a bit bitter about this guy, but if you look at films like Nasib, Suhag, yeah, take away Amitabh, Rekha, Shashi Kapoor, and Parveen Babi, that film is will get a Satara release or a Nashik from from ten kilometers outside Nashik near the bus stand. That's where it should have been released. We can we can say uh, the same thing about a lot of big budget films that are getting getting released today, even today. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think I think he, I think Ramses were happy in that space, huh. but only only thing is the actors who acted for them they are a bit ambivalent. Boss, did we belong here? Why did we come? It's like going to a, it's like uh, sorry for the I mean it's not a great example. It's like a married man going to a brothel, feeling good about it, but feeling not so good about it either, right? He am I captured? Yeah, I mean, do I have a different analogy for this. Hmm. A young girl gets uh. on a bus. <laughs> in a big city and mm-hmm. doesn't know what to do correct and suddenly she meets this person who says hey uh, and do you need a place to stay and that's what you know happened with the ramses and their actors man we are going to get so much <laughs> but the whole thing is so whole thing has disintegrated right the whole ramses legacy after 91 i think the 91 which happened or the naya darwaza or whatever that 2001 movie but I think I think it was too good to last. I think your own Purani Haveli was a peak. The 1984, the super hit movie, you know, Purana Mandir started happening uh, after you know uh, the people started getting exposed to the Western cinema. Initially, nobody had an idea where these stories were coming from. Correct. And then, with the advent of cable TV and the VHS stores. Suddenly, you would say, "Oh, I've seen this movie somewhere else." Mm. Why do I feel like I've seen this film somewhere else? Absolutely. Then you realized, "Oh, we are we were being fed copies and copies and copies." Like, uh, you take Virana, which is mm. the like the biggest hit or the greatest film that Ramses has ever made. They say it. Mm. It's mausoleum, mm. frame by frame. I mean, you take some frames and it's. Clearly, it's clear Muslim, and the saddest thing about this is, uh, Shyam Ramses' uh, last Hindi film is Neighbours. 
she heard a loud thud. Keshu fell on the ground and never got up again. Oh God. So that's the kind of incidents that the kind of anecdotes the Ramses have in their family. Gangu Ramse, mm. recently, he and his wife, they say they started feeling presence in their own home. They, they say in, in the way, best way possible, like mm. the most succinct uh, way to put it is, uh, they live alone, but they never feel alone in their home. Mm. They see apparitions, they see shadows, silhouettes, and there are certain tappings on their body, somebody's keeps tapping them, waking them up from the sleep. So, I don't know, maybe uh, this happens when you do too much horror films. Yeah, you do. For example, Nawazuddin Siddiqui, when he played that role of Raman Raghav 2.0, huh. right, he actually had a breakdown, he had to be hospitalized, and it's written in his book, which was withdrawn. So, I picked up a copy because before the book got yeah. withdrawn from the market, he says he got into a, he became a nervous wreck because he had got so much into that uh, psychopathic killer's yeah. role that he couldn't get out of it. Yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. Ranveer Singh uh, took therapy after he did Khilji's role, right? Is it? Achha, I was... Ah, he says, I, I, I had to take therapy. Okay. Yeah, it happens. It actually happens. So, I think this is a, a combination of the stress that the movie industry puts on you. And then... You have this whole environment where everything around you, even, I mean, be it at work or your home, you only talk about ghosts, ghouls, dead people. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shyam Ramse had very, so many interesting uh, anecdotes with his life. Uh, somebody said that uh, Sasha Ramse says that nobody in Ramse family believed in ghosts. Ha, correct. What is this? Shyam Ramse himself has claimed <laughs> to witness a churan. Gangu Ramse says his house is haunted. All of these these brothers and sisters keep telling stories of how they saw ghosts of mm. different kinds. And then we hear that nobody in the family believed in ghosts. I find it hard to believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't believe that. See, it has to be a projection of what they have been doing. We become yes. what we do, right? Yes. For example, let me let me tell you my latest book, Pure Evil, The Badman of Bollywood. I had been I had been writing this book for about seven, eight years, right? I met more than fifty-five actors and directors and all that. Somewhere I got this feeling that am I starting to empathize with these villain characters? They were bad. Okay. Writing about them, am I beginning to empathize? Then the last chapter which I wrote in the book was a catharsis chapter. It was called Crime and Punishment. It starts with Bure Kam Ka Bura Natija. <laughs> so it, it does happen when you get too involved in something. Now tell me, was were the critics too harsh? You know, they were maybe sitting on an ivory tower and there were the Ladida crowd and all that. They were they they really trolled these guys, right? They they thought they were the pariahs of the family, they were the, you know, children of a lesser god and they were doing their own genre, right? They were instead of instead of noting that. I'm not saying go and respect them, put a garland. I'm not saying go and garland them, but I thought they were exceptionally harsh, even to good movies or successful movies like your Purani Haveli and all that. I mean, why, why did they take such a partisan stand? I think yeah. critics did what critics do. Uh, 
if if they if they're going okay tell me if they're going to start writing all the articles all the reviews very sensibly very sensitively so that if even if they're trashing a movie they do not sound harsh who is going to read it i mean even if you read the reviews these days um i pretty much like how tina das reviews films <laughs> tina das trashes mostly these new films that are coming um uh, i'm forgetting the name of the recent film that tina has trashed and it was so savage that i kept laughing and then i started feeling bad for the filmmaker correct so creating stable critics too Yeah, if if you if I to answer your question, yes, I I think that was a little you know insensitive. Because why 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 I make this point is look, there is an art house cinema. I mean, there was always been an art house cinema. There is a middle of the road cinema. Then there is a commercial, you know, mainstream masala, very very classy like Nasir Hussain types, right? A slightly serious sort of a you know a, a Devdas type movies what Prakash Mehra used to do, and then there was Manmohan Desai who could make you believe in anything. right <laughs> so we criticize movies we review films in the context of what to expect from that filmmaker i right yes right but so that has to be factored in that has to be baked in so ram says were always that very low bro there's no denying that now if you go and review them saying they are low bro yes we are low bro can you expect Uh, uh my favorite example manmohan desai to make a film like gobind nihalani's party 1984 film you got absolutely not right can gobind nihalani come down to that level and make a film like ganga jamuna saraswati he can't <laughs> right so i i only wish they had denominated okay in terms of what that particular genre or what that particular production house is all about and then evaluate from that i think it was uh, a matter of the categories they only had a, you know a grade b grade c grade uh now nowadays uh, we call these trashy cinema right mm. and uh, a lot of people enjoy watching trashy cinema including myself but it's never about hating the cinema correct i i watch i have seen loha umpteenth number of time and i never laugh at the movie i laugh with the movie correct i never say yaar kya aaki hai kantishan hai i'm always like dude kantishan is amazing <laughs> and thank god a film like janebi doyaro happened oh like, yes what <laughs> it it did a world of good where you know it's, it's the same as your ramse right heroes making tea and the heroines making food and the you know the 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 villain cleaning the floor and all of them huddled together in that place for about is <laughs> the shooting right it was the same it was exactly the same just that it was yeah. not a horror movie it was an uh, it was a black comedy that was a what but unlike but unlike uh, ramse productions uh, that janavi do yaro was held for its actors and crews crew no, exactly exactly it's even worse correct yeah yeah Man, uh, 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 Alisha Preeti Kriplani writes in a, in a book that all the Ramshree productions were like a picnic. Because mm, you know they were fixed locations. They were these people who are going to come as crew members. Mm. Everybody knew everybody. Correct. 
they were all very familiar with each other they knew you know how to behave and that was it jane bhi to ek totally opposite of exactly you know or even if you even if you remember the mohan joshi hazir ho ke time mein ha rohini hatangadi had a small baby that time so okay i didn't know that i didn't build up in that dotanki chal chal and in inside that was pouring with rain okay and shooting schedules got postponed and postponed and somewhere they would say okay theek hai rohini and her kid she give her that bed give them that bed to sleep in others would sleep on the floor you know courteously make way for her wow right. i didn't know that yeah, i yeah. did not know that in fact rohini ji told me this she i interviewed her and she told me this so then i ah but uh, yeah i do think ramses have a place they have a place in the history maybe it's not very high up maybe it's low down or whatever you choose to define it but they knew how to make money same as the imran hashmi movies right it makes money even imran hashmi movies the movies that he acts in those are finished very quickly right tamukesh bhat sort of a brand of movies yeah, the bhat camp brand the bhat ha huh. it it's finished double quick why rishikesh mukherjee used to finish shooting in 40 days Golmal was finished in fifty, <laughs> and most of the Rishikesh movies house itself. And the, see, uh, I think Rishikesh Mukherjee is a very good example. He knew how to keep his budget in check. He knew how to finish his movies in a snap. Yet, he was hailed as you know a great director. His movies had all the you know accolades. Although he had all the signs of a B-grade movie producer, isn't that interesting? uh yes let, let me let me just maybe take another example which is close to this rishikesh mukherjee always worked with stars yeah first movie there was suchitra sen there was dilip kumar there was kishor kumar okay he was a busiest actors then with raj kapoor okay then he was acting with uh, you know he was doing films with sharmila tagore and harmender and you know all that i would say basu chatterjee created stars who knew of amol balikar yeah who knew zarina wahab who knew vidya sinha she acted in a couple of films and those were flops who knew dinesh tafur my wife still prefers basu chatterjee over rishikesh i i do i do do because you know rishikesh mukherjee always needed stars to make his films work amitabh bachchan rajesh khanna it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger right but look at basu chatterjee in fact basu chatterjee was uh and also a good example of how to manage budgets you used to open those hundis and you take out money borrow here pay them rob paul to pay peter not rob take from paul pay peter create the bubble get the money ye wo idhar se adjust kar kar ke kar kar ke kar ho gaya movie isn't that how movies are made even today <laughs> uh yes and no i'll tell you someone like a gp city kept bankrolling ramesh city right okay jao karte jao two and a half years it took to complete shole he said i'm not going to ask you any questions you come and tell me how much i'll write out the check wow i'll just write down whatever you want the stunt director was replaced and another guy from abroad was brought in and uh, this was changed and that was changed and the unit would stay in bangalore every day they would go to the place shoot yeah. to bangalore and every night they'll be drinking <laughs> every night 3am they'll be drinking uska alag budget hai It's a lot of budget, and then they went to London's Twickenham Twickenham Studios and got the whole thing color processed out there, seventy mm prints. 
that that there's some serious money involved for example shakti samanta right he never he didn't have to do too much of financing for his movies because the minute he would announce a movie the distributors would line up with boxes of cash ki dada hero kon hai rajesh khanna hai na acha theek hai hero hai dabur kishor dasi gaane hai adi mangal music hai ye liye ha so imagine actually ye dada actually ye na sir now imagine if shyam ram se had this kind of money offered to make a film in in his initial days not in his later days like when he was still exploring his voice Mm. and somebody like mr sippy would come and say i'm not going to ask you questions i'm going to write the check correct had it all been completely different what the they would have been a listers they would have been a listers and i tell you i don't know whether they really took that effort to go and sell it to so you got to sell an idea right you got to sell it even if not gpcp if you go to someone like uh, lb lachman right mm. he was a producer who knew films and he had that sensitivity in him he was sensible he could see through or even if you go to bharat shah right they would have maybe got the hint if you sell it well then maybe you you're not in the b grade you're a a minus at least ha huh. better still better So in the seventy-two, I'll tell you what you could have maybe still worked with someone like a, a we could have got a Vijay Arora on board. I'm not saying you could have got Dharmendra on board, right? Could you not have got a or later in the seventies got Kajal Kiran on board because uske baad after ham kisi se kamni usko kuch nahi hua, right? But I think Ramses never grew out of their father's shadow. He had a total control. Exactly, exactly. Till Keshu. Yeah, until Keshu decided to revolt. That okay, I'm not going to listen to you anymore. And I think that is why he was kind of sidelined. Mm, true, true. He and his uh, the youngest one, uh, Kiran Kiran Ramse. Mm. He stuck with Keshu. The rest of the brothers kept making these horror films. He went ahead and created a brand of his own. What was the name of that actor? I'm forgetting his name. The tall guy, you know, who acted in who was Jaws. His name was also Jaws. He he was he was a national. He was an athlete or something. Wait, Praveen Sobti. Praveen Sobti played Gorilla in the movie called <clears throat> Raksha, which was a takeoff on the Spy Who Loved Me. Ha, huh. right. I, I don't know. I I thought he was a he would have been a natural choice for uh, Samri after uh, Ajay Agarwal. अरे यार प्रवीण सोपती हैड डिफरेंट आई मीन गॉड हैड डिफरेंट प्रवीण सोपती ही वॉज बॉर्न टू प्ले भीम रक्षा विच इज रवीना गाइज फिल्म सो दैट्स नॉट दैट्स नॉट अगेन ही वॉज ऑल्सो यू नॉट ब्रांडेड ही कुन डू एनीथिंग एल्स आफ्टर दैट ओके Great, I think it's been a great discussion, uh, Sapnil. I, I really admire, you know, the the, the sort of thank you. I would, I would love to pick your brain. I would love, love to you. pick your brain someday. Oh, of course, of course. Please do, please do, please do. Any time. But uh, while we are leaving, uh, I mean, while we are finishing this podcast, I would like to leave you and the audience with a little nugget, uh, if you will now. 
इट्स अबाउट श्याम राम से एंड हिज ट्रेस्ट विद डेस्टिनी ओके दिस इंसिडेंट अकर्ड वेन द राम से सिबलिंग विद चिल्ड्रन ओके एंड दे हैड रिलेटिव इन अजमेर so they would you know go for summer vacations mm. so this was a time when they were vacationing in ajmer mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, shyam ramse and ramse brothers had this elder sister asha ramse oh. and kamla ramse mm. so uh, these sisters looking after their younger brothers and mm. other children so what happens is uh, in ajmer there is a tomb of Abdullah Khan the minister mm-hmm. to Farooq Siyar the 10th Mughal emperor mm-hmm. so one day when the children were visiting this tomb without any other supervision mm-hmm. little Shyam Ram se went missing all of a sudden oh ha and after hours looking for him there were no results and the elder sisters started panicking kyunki ghar walon ne unke bharose bheja tha and so when they were you know finally preparing to face their parents back at home lo and behold Sham appeared out of nowhere. The elder sister, you know, went and got a little angry. Where were you? You know, where you know, we almost got a heart attack and everything. So Sham Ram se pointed to the grave of Abdullah Khan, mm-hmm. the Mazar, and said, "I was with the king." What? Sister asked, "Huh?" The sister asked, "Who? What king?" So he said, "I met the king there, and he kept asking me so many questions." I told him that I would be late. My sister would be mad, but his question is never ended. Okay. He said that he went under the sheets. So, mazar pe chadar chadate na. He went under the sheets that were placed over the mazar, and suddenly he felt that he fell into an opening into the ground. Okay. And where he saw a king who was resting, like lying down. Okay. The king said that there is nothing to worry about, and he'll let him, and he'll he'll tell him how to get out of this hole. Hmm. But first, let me ask you some questions about the world. And he kept asking me questions: "Ki kya chal raha hai? Kaisa ho raha hai?" And at the end, before letting Sham out, the king told him his future. Nam hmm. Ram se uh, told said this to his sister right then at the mausoleum. He said that the king told him, "Little man, one day you will also become a king." Oh, and you'll be very famous. <laughs> wow! <laughs> at that time, all the brothers and sisters laughed at Sham. Little did they know that he would go on to become the king of Indian honor. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing story, amazing story. Tell me, have you ever encountered any supernatural stuff like this? I'm not saying you have. Have you seen a samri? I'm saying, uh, uh, I met uh, Jatin. uh last to last week got see aditya uh, jate is also a horror storyteller like myself okay so we share the love for horror and you know delhi we both love delhi so we were talking and my second or third question to him was ki jatin do you believe in ghosts and he said no and there is something about us horror storytellers because i have known a few others all of us do not believe in ghosts i don't know why We don't want to care to believe in them. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I I I think I have to agree a little with you there. 
we also i don't think i can afford to believe in ghosts because i don't know what it will do to me correct but i can tell you one incident please raat ke kuch 11:30 baje the okay this was i think in 2010 when i was in delhi so i was living in i block cr park so my it was a one room apartment because my family was in hyderabad i was living alone in delhi i was working out so i always used to start writing after finishing my dinner in the night so i was working on my book my second book gata rahe mera dil i was working on the manuscript which is a collection of 50 different songs you know you write 50 different stories on 50 different landmark songs of bollywood down the ages right so there was a story on one particular very famous landmark song that i was writing तो मैं बैठा था माई लेग्स वेज स्ट्रेच आउट आई सिटिंग ऑन द चेयर ऑन द ईज ऑन द चेयर एंड माई लेग्स वेज स्ट्रेच आउट एंड इट वॉज रेस्टिंग ऑन द बेड एंड द लैपटॉप वॉज ऑन माई लैप लिखते 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 पता नहीं आंख लग गई मेरी इट वॉज अब वॉट लेवन फिफ्टीन लेवन ट्वेंटी एंड आई केप्ट राइटिंग एंड सडनली आई डोजड आई मस्ट हैव डोजड ऑफ फॉर अबाउट टेन और ट्वेल्व मिनट्स and suddenly i woke up i could hear that watchman outside you know this whistle okay and a motorbike a solitary motorbike going out there and then the typical sounds you hear in the garden in the night right it was around 11:30 then i looked at my laptop about <clears throat> 150 words were there on the manuscript which i don't remember having typed beautiful now there is a logical explanation it it was all queued up in my mind so even as i was asleep not really asleep i was 80% asleep my fingers kept typing because it was queued up so well that i kept typing but i don't remember having written those six or seven sentences my point is why dull it down with a logical explanation and you know which chapter i was writing same as thank you thank you all for listening to this special episode of cine samosa that's all from me for this week balaji vittal i'll see you in the next episode till then keep watching bollywood and keep munching on that cine samosa for more such podcasts articles trivia and interesting bits of information from the world of history heritage arts and culture make sure to visit thisday.app You can also check out the This Day app on Google Play Store and iOS App Store.